0: This is The Scout Show's mini-podcast. Welcome back to The
1: Scout Show and our second mini-podcast.
2: Coming up in today's mini-podcast, we have an interview with Team Scouts from the series World's Toughest Race, which is available on Amazon Prime. HQ, HQ, Mayday, Mayday. Mayday, Mayday. This is not a normal adventure race. Our
0: biggest fear is not the other team's... That's the course. I need help! This is the closest
2: we ever get to being superheroes. 671
3: kilometers. Mountains. Jungles. Rivers. Ocean. Pedal throw, pedal throw. And swamp. Oh my god.
0: And it is so hard. brutal. Four hours of sleep in four days.
3: I mean, I don't mind think I don't mind dying.
1: This is an expedition with a stopwatch. And the clock is always ticking.
0: My whole life is this race, and I might not have what it takes to get through this.
2: race isn't over until the athlete says I can't race. Never give up.
3: Fight till the end.
0: You can challenge Fiji. This will stick with me forever.
1: We've got a team down. A team is down. What year is it? (laughs)
0: And
2: <laughs> Angus and Jess interviewed Marlon Marnie, who took part in the Eco Challenge. Take a listen.
1: Thanks, Tom and Taylor. The Eco Challenge, which took place in Fiji last year, was put as the world's toughest race. It's an expedition against the clock, which international teams of adventure athletes race 671 kilometres of the Fijian landscape to get the title of number one. The race never sleeps, consisting of 24 hours of non-stop paddling, hiking, bike riding, swimming, sailing, and even climbing up and down cliff faces of Fiji. Within each of the 11 days which they were competing, checkpoints had to be made under daily time constraints, pushing the 65 teams of four to the max, both physically and emotionally. If one team member quit, the whole team was out. This sounds intimidating to say the least, but for Team Scouts Australia, this dream became a reality. Here with Angus and I today, we have Marla, team captain from Melbourne, and Marnie from Sydney joining us on the Scout Show today. How are you guys today? Yeah, great, thanks.
2: Yeah, not too bad. Thanks for having us on.
1: All good. First question.
3: Adventure racing is an extremely difficult sport, and I imagine a lot of training goes into it. How old were you when you started adventure racing, and how do you train for such events? Yeah, it's a Uh, good
0: question.
2: (laughs) Great question. I'll kick it off, Marnie. I think it was about six or seven years ago, seven years ago, we did our our first adventure race. So I guess, what were we then? Early 30s. Early 30s. But I would say we've been training for adventure racing um, throughout our whole time in scouts. So we, were, I went right through scouts. I was a cub and a scout, an adventurer, a rover, and a leader. Um, and through that whole time, I think I was using that as a bit of gaining experience for adventure racing. And Manu, you were much the same, yeah?
0: Yeah. So I started off as a brownie and a girl guide and joined Venturers after that and then Rovers. So, Marl and I started adventure racing about the same time, but as he said, we'd done lots of expeditions, lots of hiking and all sorts of adventurous activities through Scouts for a quite, quite a few decades before that.
1: So, Marl, you're team captain. So, would you be able to run us through who was on your team and who was there to support you throughout the race?
2: Yeah, sure. So, we had so on the team, there was Marnie, who we, was, who we met earlier, and I went through Venturers and Rovers with Marnie. We also had Ben. So, and I went through Ventures and Rovers with Ben. We had Bernard. He was a bit younger than us. So, we met him probably later when we were in Rovers. And then our support crew was someone that I went through scouts and Ventures and Rovers with, and that was Brett. He didn't race with us. He was in looking after taking um, all our gear around and moving all that for us. So, it was, it was a fun team to be part of.
0: Yeah. And we all had different roles. So, Mar mentioned Brett was our support crew. And we know that Miles the team captain, so he organizes a lot of gear and strategy when we're there. But then Bernard takes the lead on the navigation and Ben, it was actually his first ever expedition length adventure race. So he was the rookie in the team this time. And then I am a bit more of a nutrition and motivation kind of role is what I do. So we all have different kinds of roles to play.
3: Interesting. If anyone was looking to try and participate in adventure racing, then where would you recommend they try to start off?
2: Oh, look, I think Scouts is a perfect place to start. Um, The skills that you're learning in Scouts at the moment and Venturers and Rovers is is basically the skills that can get you through an adventure race. In terms of races, there's plenty around. There's some short sprint series, so there's sort of three-hour races and then there's 24 hour races after that and there's also lots of navigation competitions like row games and those sorts of things to um to get you involved but yeah you just got to keep an eye out and see what's out there but like i said the scouting definitely gives you those core fundamental skills that will get you through and and reach out to us as well at, at the team we're, we're happy to give you a, everyone a bit of guidance and, and let you know some tips on how to get started.
1: Marnie, was there any time in the race where you or anyone else on your team really considered it to be the most difficult part of the challenge for you?
0: Yeah, most definitely. I think probably a few times for each of us. It's a long race. I think we're out there for about 10 days, including nights. (laughs) So there's many moments when you really question what you're doing. Some in particular were, it's really tricky when you lose your way on the map or you're particularly when you're tired. Making decisions about navigation can be hard and I have to say Bernard did an amazing job taking the lead on the navigation and mile backing up as well. But there were moments when if we were in a a creek bed in particular and we're on a stand-up paddleboard leg but the stand-up paddleboard leg had turned into dragging your stand-up paddleboard through red mud. And we were in these creek beds that had really high sides, so we couldn't see beyond the kind of tunnel that we were in, the sort of muddy tunnel that we were dragging our boards through. And because we were taking a while to work out where we were, I got quite cold. And often in an adventure race, it's things like being hungry, getting a little bit cold, overheating. It's when your body struggles that I think you can find it really difficult to come back from. So, and in a long race, you really do have to look after those things first and foremost. So, because I was getting, I was shivering quite a lot and we were sort of slowing down trying to work out where we were. We popped out of the creek and we got our mandatory tarp out. We have to take safety gear. And the mandatory tarp, all we did was basically put it over ourselves for a while and huddle together under the tarp to warm up and reset mentally. And then we soon worked out kind of where we were and how to take a bearing to get our way out of there. Each of the legs, quite often you'll think, oh, yeah, it's just, you know, a 50 kilometre bike ride. You know, we can see it's hilly here or there. But until you get out into the situation, you don't really know what you're going to face because obviously it's remote landscape. So, I think it's often that feeling when you think something's going to take a certain amount of time and then sometimes in the race it can take double the amount of time you think it will. So, those moments are particularly hard and I think each person in the team had those at different points. The Scout Show's mini podcast. This is The Scout Show.
2: It's now time to take a listen to part two of the interview with Marlon Marnie from the World's Toughest
1: Race.
3: So, having Bear Grylls there hosting the show – a former scout and chief ambassador of World Scouting, was, that would have been an amazing feeling. And you actually got a letter from him. Tell us more about that.
2: We did. It was pretty cool. So it was quite funny. When we're in the resort, he got, you know, mobbed as he came in on his helicopter and, and whatever by everyone. And Brett, our support crew, threw out the left hand and gave him the left hand shake. And then he obviously realised we were scouts so we um, came over and said hello, which was very cool. But uh, during the race, we had got into one of the camps where you have to have a mandatory sleep. Sorry, you have to have a mandatory stop. And how you use that, time's up to you. So we hadn't slept a lot since we got to that camp. So we were taking the sleep. And I think Brett had noted that we were pretty done. We looked pretty tired. So Bear came over whilst we were sleeping and said, how's the team going? And, and Brett gave him strict instructions that you can't wake us. So then he wrote us a note to say, you know, Good work scouts, keep going. And yeah, so he was pretty supportive. That was pretty cool. Yeah, he was he was actually a really nice guy and um he he spent a lot of time talking to a lot of the teams and, and talking to us. So that was that was quite cool
0: yeah and he also was there at the finish line when we got there very excited to see us and to see scouts doing well getting to the end so it was was kind of sweet and before the race he seemed genuinely nervous that nobody would finish and really enjoyed watching all of the races do their thing because I think it was a new thing for him to experience as well adventure racing so yeah I, I hope he'll do it again I think he did a great job
1: Mile, were there any other teams that you passed or you saw when you rewatched the show that really stood out to you and made the whole experience really surreal?
2: Oh look, it was pretty amazing. There was a lot of teams. I mean, we were we were racing against or amongst. I won't say against. We are amongst some of the best teams in the world. So to, to be on the same start line as them was was a surreal experience. And then also this show Eco Challenge was a show popular back in the 90s. So when I that makes me sound old, but when I first watched that um, when I was a venturer, some of those teams were, were were there racing this time. So that was also a surreal experience. And I guess watching it when it came out on Amazon Prime, we were uh, we didn't have any idea of what the other teams were doing around us. In an adventure race you really only know what you're doing and maybe one other team or two other teams that are close to you. So to be able to get to relive that and, and see it through um, you know, other teams' eyes was a awesome experience and, and you know, it, it seems like so long ago now. So um yeah, to be able to see it all happen again was, was amazing.
1: This question is open to either of you as the world's toughest race is coming back in 2021 in Patagonia. Is there any plan that you guys will be attending that one as well?
2: <laughs> oh, we'd love to we'd love to get over to Patagonia and race and represent Scouts Australia. We have to put an application in and we've done that. So it's up to the race now to, to select the teams. I think Obviously, as you can imagine, there was a lot of interest with a lot of teams because it was on TV and, and people saw it the first time. So I guess there's there's more teams applying now. So we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, we'd love to get over there.
1: So Marnie, what did
0: you personally learn throughout the race? Yeah, I think I learned a few things. It was quite a surprising outcome, I think, for the whole team because we weren't the most experienced in terms of adventure racing in a competitive fashion. But I think what we learned was that good communication goes a long way and just making sure that like you really know where everyone is at and how they're feeling at any point in time is really the thing that's going to get you past the third, fourth, fifth day into the 10th day. Yeah. So I think, I think that's something that we surprised ourselves with just how we were able to kind of keep each other going. Definitely.
3: So Maya, what have you learned in scouts that's made the eco challenge so much more simpler and easier
2: yeah, good question. There was a lot of practical skills that we learned in Scouts that we could use during the race. Things like we had to climb up the falls. So we, we'd been, you know, ascending on ropes through caves and canyons and, and all that sort of thing all the way through Ventures. Done lots of paddling. So there was there was all that. But I suppose we, you know, in Scouts, you learn how to function as a team and you you learn how to help each other. There was times when You know, I at one point in the race was feeling really sick and was vomiting and my teammates were able to help me and and took my bag basically and and I sort of just you know, it along in, 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 a, in a terrible state. You know, you do that for each other and I think I'm not saying you should do that in your next expedition for your Queen Scout Award. You should stop if that <laughs> happens. Don't, don't keep going while you're spewing. But, but the point is you know that your team can help you in, and I think that's a thing we, we, we do in Scouts really well is we work as a team and, and help each other out.
3: That is it for the inspirational interview with Team Scouts Australia from the Amazing Race Eco Challenge Fiji. If you want to watch the series, you can find it on Prime Video. I recommend you watch it, it's awesome. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Scout Show. My pleasure, guys.
2: Yeah, thanks for having us. And don't forget if you want any tips or to see what the team's up to, you can check us out on Facebook at Team Scouts Australia or on um, Instagram at Team Scouts AR. See you around. Thanks, Angus and Jess.
1: We hope you enjoyed listening to our mini podcast.
2: We hope to bring you more content in future mini podcasts to keep you entertained in between our main monthly shows.
3: But until our next podcast, keep scouting. scouting.
2: Show. The Scout
3: Show The Scout Show The Scout Show The Scout Show, the Scout Show.